Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Eco Chic. You're listening to episode 64. My name is Laura Diaz. I'm so happy to have you here. I am pumped about today's episode, y'all. Like, I cannot wait to share this one with you. It is our very first chic chats. I know, literally, how cute is that name? I'm obsessed. It's like chit chats, but chic chats because eco chic, you know? I know, I'm so clever. I'm hilarious. Thank you so much to my mom for helping me brainstorm that. And basically, I'm excited because today's episode is a community call in episode. So the idea for today's episode, I guess I'll let you know the topic before we get into it. It is about dating and romantic relationships. So the reason I wanted to make this a community call-in episode is because as interesting as it is a topic, I have never wanted eco-chic to be about me. I don't want it to be about my experiences living eco-friendly or living an environmentally conscious lifestyle. I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about science and I want it to be about you and your practical environmental choices. And then in addition to not wanting Eco Chic to be about me personally, I also have come to realize that podcasting is a very intimate medium. Podcasting is something that I so enjoy doing and coming and talking with you guys every single week. But it's also something that when you're listening, you get to know the person's lingo and you get to know their mannerisms and you feel like they're your friend. And it's you and the host. It's no one else. And you have no concept of like the other people that are listening to this podcast and what they're going through. And there could be hundreds of other people that are experiencing very similar things or concerns or questions that they're coming across in their everyday life. And we are all interested in the same things. And you don't even realize that when you're listening to a podcast. You know what I mean? To an extent, social media kind of helps bridge this gap and really like emphasize the community aspect of podcasting. But you really have no concept. Social media followers are not the same as podcast listeners. I can tell you straight up, they do not correlate almost at all. And I really want to bridge that gap. Eco Chic has been about community, and I want to include your questions and your requests as often as possible. And I so appreciate you coming and listening every single week. And then a way that we can kind of just continue to make this a conversation is doing call-in episodes like this. So for that reason, I'm really, really excited for this like retro hotline style episode that we're coming at today. Chic Shots, I hope to make them a thing in the future and continue to do more. So I actually have another topic in mind and I'll introduce that at the end of today's episode. But with that, I want to talk about today's episode. So today's episode is all about dating and sustainable lifestyles when it comes to romantic relationships. This was a lot of fun because we have five guests on today's episode. 
We're speaking with Halla, 24, from Washington, D.C., Anna, 21, from Sydney, Australia, Adrian, 26, Portland, Oregon, Chelsea, 24, from Charlotte, North Carolina, and finally, Sophia, 18, from Miami, Florida. This has been such a fun episode because these are all very much conversations that you're going to be listening to today. So all of these people and I sat down and we had these really great conversations and you're only listening to a snippet of it, but we ended up spiraling into so many other conversations that really stem on the idea of sustainable lifestyles and what's available in your area and beyond your relationships, how is it that you are impacting the people around you when it comes to making environmental choices? So I have really, really enjoyed putting this together. It was a lot of work, but I really hope you enjoy it. So please let me know either via Instagram DM or in the ratings and the reviews of the podcast if you liked this episode and if you would like to do more community call-in episodes in the future, because I really want us to all get together and get to know each other and just collaborate on more of these conversations. On the idea of influencing people around you, I kind of wanted to share a sustainable dating story from my perspective before I start sharing everyone else's conversations. So for some context, again, my name is Laura. I am 23 years old and I'm currently living in a relatively small town, Flagstaff, Arizona. I attended college in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, where I will go ahead and share a story from. So in college, I dated this guy that lived at a fraternity house. And by no means was it like a huge collection of people. It wasn't a huge organization. It was like maybe 40, 50 guys max. But the reason that I'm sharing that is because they would eat lunch and dinner at this fraternity house every day. And they would do styrofoam cups and plates for everything. And this isn't really a story actually about my dating experience with that guy at all. But the reason that I want to set the scene is because that was the really first time that I had conceptualized large amounts of waste at once. That was the first time that I had really been thinking about like, what are we doing if 40, 50 people are using a styrofoam cup twice a day, every single day of the week? And then how are we thinking about the culture of, you know, college party culture? Like, what do you do with the plastic cups on the weekends if you're throwing a party? What do you do with the waste that comes along with a game day, a tailgate? What do you do with all of the massive amount of consumerism that comes along with all those things as well and the plastic and the packaging and how is it that you're making the choices that you are for a large organization or a large group of people? So I guess that incident is not really like a dating story, but it is something that I learned through having this dating experience, something that I wouldn't have really realized all at once had it not been to this exposure to fraternity culture, college party culture, whatever you want to call it. So that's kind of like my takeaway. And then something that I really want to emphasize that I learned from having all of these conversations with these women today is that dating is hard. Dating is weird. Being in your 20s is weird. And it's a time where you're kind of figuring out what you want to do and growing in your sustainable choices is very often a very big part of that, especially if you're listening to this podcast. You know, you're trying to be a more conscious consumer. So being able to date and have relationships with people who at least understand your values are not making you feel bad about composting or feel bad about carrying around your reusable bag or people who are not like constantly questioning you or peer pressuring you into conforming to whatever they are believing in. I think that's a really important takeaway. So it's really about being grounded and understanding your values and figuring out what's really, really important to you. And I don't think that's necessarily like exclusive to dating culture. That's something that you're just going to figure out at this point in your life, you know? Even your friendships when you're a young adult, let's think about you don't want to be friends with people who don't really align with your values and your morals. And they say that you are a combination of the five people closest to you. I think that's the quote. It's something along those lines. 
You're spending your time with people who are similar to you, or at least understand where you're coming from and similar to you in terms of morals and values. And environmental choices can definitely be one of those bigger topics for some people. Today, the five women that we are hearing from come from a lot of different environmental backgrounds. We've got a couple of students, we've got a couple of girls in the working world, and I'm really excited to just be opening up the conversation with whatever their particular value system is when it comes to environmentalism. So some people are talking about low-waste lifestyles, some people are talking about plant-based diets and how that's impacted their dating, and everyone kind of sets the scene and gives you a perspective on who they are as a person and where their values kind of align. I'm excited to today be able to really cross that spectrum and explore what it means to be a more casual environmentalist versus someone who's more rigid in their beliefs and someone who is plant-based but not low-waste or low-waste but not plant-based or trying to do as much as they can. So it's a really interesting way to think about what environmentalism means for different people and then also just how that's impacting romantic relationships. So I really do think it's going to be a super, super cool episode. I do want to remind you, if you like this episode or if you've enjoyed EcoChic in the past, please go ahead and leave a rating slash review on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. It's super easy. You can do it like while you're listening to this podcast. I so appreciate it. It helps me out so, so much. And there is also a giveaway going on right now if you do leave a rating or a review. All you have to do is send a screenshot of your rating or review either to EcoChic Podcast on Instagram or you can email me that screenshot hello at lauraediaz.com. I'll make sure to put all of that in the show notes so that you can very easily access that and then you can enter the giveaway just while you're listening to this. And again, it is a really, really fun episode. And if you want to hear more of these like community call-in type episodes in the future, please let me know, like reach out. I want to talk to you. I want to have these conversations with everyone. I feel like this would be a great episode for like a road trip or if you're cooking or just feeling like you want to hang out with your girlfriends. This is a really good one for that. My favorite kinds of podcasts are like that. So with that, I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves in their own individual little snippets. And I'm really excited to share this with you. I hope you enjoy this podcast. And at the end, I will go ahead and talk about the next Chic Shot episode if you want to get involved as well. Enjoy. Hey, Hala, thank you so much for joining me today. Before we get into it, tell me your age and then where you're calling in from. Hey, thanks, Laura. I'm really glad to be here. Um, I am 24 years old and I live in Washington, D.C. Great. So, Hala, tell me a little bit about your sustainable lifestyle and how it's kind of impacted your dating. Yeah. Um, So I am probably not the poster child for sustainability, um, but I definitely try in increasing areas of my life to consider how much waste that I'm producing. And I definitely go out of my way to recycle. I think probably the most time-consuming thing that I do is take all of my makeup and skincare products back to the store once they're empty to recycle them. I get most of them from Full Lane um, or there are a couple of sustainable stores in DC like Ivy Wild and the Take Care Shop. So I participate in their recycling programs. I try to cut down on my meat consumption. I'm not vegan or vegetarian, but I think most of the time I eat vegetarian food. It's pretty common for me to eat vegetarian meals, but I definitely eat meat a couple times a week. And I think it's more of, I guess, a cultural thing. I come from an Arabic family and we eat a lot, like a lot of our traditional meals have lamb or chicken in them. And so it's like whenever I'm home cooking with my family or I get leftovers from my mom, it's, I think, a pretty central staple. So yeah, probably my biggest thing is 
that I focus on a lot is trying to use less plastic and produce less waste and buy things that I either can purchase in a reusable container or something that's biodegradable or decomposable. That you give a really good like practical understanding to what a sustainable lifestyle looks like for most people. And I think that's really awesome and relatable. Yeah. Like for my commute, I drive to work every day. Um, but if I'm going somewhere, that's because I work outside of DC. Um, so I work in the middle of Maryland and I drive from DC to Maryland. But whenever I'm traveling within DC, I pretty much never drive because there are so many more sustainable options, um, like using public transportation or just walking. I walk a lot because <laughs> it's free and it doesn't, doesn't create any emissions, honestly. So or I'll use a ride share. And one of the things that I like about DC is that we have subsidized rates for ride shares, but only for the pool option. So you get a discount that's subsidized by the District of Columbia if you choose like a lift line or an Uber pool. But if you're choosing a single ride, they have an additional tax on it. So it's supposed to encourage people to share rides a lot more often. Interesting. I love that. Yeah, I think they figured it out um, pretty well. And it's it's still relatively inexpensive to use ride shares here. But like I can take a lift line that's like two miles, which doesn't sound very far, but it's DC is only like five or six miles wide. So it's like going halfway into the city and it'll be like $2 if it's a pool, which is great. Wow, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So tell me a little bit about how this practical eco-friendly quote-unquote lifestyle really has impacted your relationships? Yeah. So last year, actually, I went on a blind date for the first time in my life. And it was a friend of a friend that I got set up with. And I was just messaging him in like our Twitter DMs. And he was like, I can meet you on this day if you want to pick the place. And I responded with, yeah, Let's go to Right Proper Brewing. They have really great beer and burgers. And he responded with, I don't drink and I'm a vegetarian, but I'm sure we can find something on the menu. And I was like, oh my God, this is not going to work out. Like I want somebody that I can like get hammered with and then like drunk eat afterwards. I was so shocked. Then we got there and it was such a great time. We did not end up dating, but after two or three, three dates, we were like, we really love hanging out with each other, but we're actually not looking to date right now. And now we're just really great friends. But being exposed to how committed he is to sustainability very much impacted me because the reason that he is vegetarian is because of climate change. Recently, I saw him for dinner and he told me that he has broken his vegetarianism one time because his roommate was going to throw away some food and it happened to have meat in it. <laughs> and so he <sighs> ate it so that it wouldn't go to waste. And wow. I was like, wow, you are so committed to the cause. I really admire that. That um, is commitment. That's real commitment right there. It is. But it's also, I think, jarring when you're met with somebody who's so much more committed than you are. And at first it rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, this guy doesn't want to have a burger with me. Like, what are we going to bond over? Because food is something that's really important to me. But then once I got to know him, I was like, wow, I could learn so much from this person and the way that he thinks about the impact that he's having on the world. And I think that the perception of people who are 
vegan or zero waste is often really intimidating or like they're always on a soapbox, which isn't true. Like he didn't make me feel like I had to get something vegetarian or that I had to not drink while we were at lunch. And so it was, I think that exposure to him, to his personality and to his lifestyle is kind of what made me realize that it's not necessarily evangelical, even though people who care about sustainability are always open and willing to talk about it with everybody. Um, it's so much more approachable when you don't get shamed for like your personal preferences or the way that you live your life, because that's not a way to get people on board. Like nobody ever truly commits to the cause because they feel like shamed. That makes sense. Absolutely. And I think that that's a really important like idea that when you are entering some sort of new relationship, be it romantic or a friendship or anything, being able to be open about your values, but not like pressure anyone into agreeing with you, I think is a really important quality that a lot of people share often enough, or a lot of people don't have that quality of feeling like they can just be really inclusive in those conversations. So I think that's a really good point. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks. It. I think it's so much more important to just be open-minded. And it reminds me of some message that you either shared on the EcoChic Instagram or on one of your podcasts that was about, I guess the goal isn't to have just a few people living zero waste lifestyles, is to have a ton of people doing zero waste imperfectly and just like doing what you can with your practical means, um, with your financial means, because not everybody can afford to eat whole foods all the time. But yeah, I think that really stuck with me. And the important thing was just that you care and that you're trying and that you're open to learning more at every step of the way. I love that. My current boyfriend, I responded to your Instagram story about like, what are some lessons about sustainability and dating? Um, And so I was talking about him when I messaged you about like, he occasionally will point out things to me that I'm doing in my life that aren't sustainable. And he's like, oh, if you're so environmentally friendly, you know, like, why are you doing this? But I think that it's it's really helpful to have somebody like hold up a mirror to you, which I appreciate a lot and to not do it super condescendingly. But I think one of the biggest challenges that we have as a society is to stop getting straight white men drinking so much Gatorade in single use bottles (laughs) because he lives with five other guys who all drink Gatorade out of single serving bottles because they sell them at the bodega across the street. And like, it's very convenient when they come home from the gym or practice or whatever they were doing and they just grab a Gatorade and go inside. There is no other way to buy Gatorade. Like they have really big bottles, but they're still all plastic bottles. (laughs) I think that it is like something that like the Gatorade company should consider, but there are better ways to serve drinks to people in like more sustainable ways and just using plastic. But I don't, I don't know what that is, but I would just like to just like speak it into existence that we all start paying attention to this (laughs) because they consume so many plastic bottles every week. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Especially people who buy like essential water or smart water or any of those things. And I get that you're excited about having this special water that some, I still don't even know how to qualify that it's somehow special has like electrolytes or like Jennifer Aniston is on the bottle or whatever. But it's, is that worth it? You know? And I just, sorry, this is like my little soapbox. (laughs) I just (laughs) 
this problem frustrates me so much. Just get a reusable water bottle and fill it up, like buy a Brita filter. It's not that hard. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, I probably sound like the condescending type of person on a soapbox that I was just describing how ineffective they are but I knew that you would relate to this so you can use your discretion about what you include I think that especially in sports culture people use so many plastic water bottles and like don't even think twice about it um unless you're like using one of those giant yeah, uh, orange Gatorade coolers that you like mix the Gatorade inside. But even then, it's still just like it seems like it's very wasteful consumption, and that there should be a better way by now to sell Gatorade or like water that has electrolytes in it. Honestly, yes, preach. I love that <laughs> so much. <laughs> Honestly, you're completely correct. Um, Thank you. Hey, Adrian, before we get into our combo today, can you go ahead and tell me your age and what city you are calling in from? Yes, I am 26 years old and I'm calling from Portland, Oregon. Ooh, okay. So Adrian, tell me a little bit about your sustainable lifestyle and then how that kind of has impacted your dating. Yeah, so um, I've been, well, I'm currently in my graduate program um, for environmental science, but I did my undergrad in environmental studies um, in Portland at Portland State. And it just kind of like called to me. I just felt like that was the most broad course of study because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But I was like, well, this kind of incorporates a lot of different fields. So this is perfect for me. And in the middle of my undergrad program, I started to discover like zero waste on Instagram. And that kind of got me excited. So I just have slowly been making small changes in relation to like packaging and, you know, reducing my plastic use. And then it's kind of just like skyrocketed from there. Yeah, of course. I feel like figuring out the zero waste community on Instagram is definitely like a black hole. Like you just keep going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, totally. And tell me a little bit about how that like zero waste, more sustainable lifestyle has influenced your dating. If there's any like experiences that have really stuck out to you or anything that you're kind of like red flags now, things like that. Yeah, totally. So I've had kind of like an interesting relationship with dating and zero waste. And I never really thought that that would be something like I never really thought that my lifestyle, if that's what you want to call it, would affect, you know, who I might be with. It just never had really crossed my mind. So in the middle of my undergrad program, I met this guy who was living in Portland, but he was originally from Texas and he was a Marine or well, he is a Marine. And initially it was like really exciting. And I was like, this is a really different person, you know, coming from a completely different background. Like I'm from Portland, so it's not really that strange to care about the environment. So for him, it was a little bit odd that I was studying environmental studies. He was like, oh, like, what, like, what does that mean? You know? So we just like hit it off and it was super exciting because he was so different and I was so different. So it was like opposites attract. We have so much to teach each other, really, is what I was thinking. So we ended up dating for like close to four years. And I wouldn't say that the whole um, sustainability issue was a deal breaker. Like, that's not why we broke up, which we did. But it definitely, like, I changed. I was like in the middle of discovering, you know, where I wanted to be and who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And I completely changed and my values changed and he didn't at all. So that was like a huge 
deterrent for us, for sure, in our relationship. I completely understand where you're coming from. And I think that the idea of like your values changing is really important. Was there any like any topics that maybe you now like are really focused on that you may have not been before that like kind of influenced that decision? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was really just like small daily actions. Like I started to be more conscious of like single use plastics and single use items. So, you know, I like want to bring my reusable mug and my reusable water bottle. And that slowly turned into like bringing a reusable bag. So, you know, I wouldn't accept the plastic bags at the store. Um, And he was definitely like, I want like four bags because I want to carry them all at once and be efficient and not have to take multiple trips from the car. You know, so it just started small and then kind of kept progressing. Like I was like, well, okay, I've done this and now I want to kind of change like the products that I buy and things that I like what stuff would come in, you know, so like I might choose a ketchup that's in glass that's from Portland as opposed to Heinz ketchup in plastic, something like that, like really small. And like it was just like a lot of little things that accumulated that he he just was kind of he kind of like chalked it up to like, oh, well, like you're just being like different. You're just being weird. You're just being you like, that's fine. But slowly I was like, okay, well, you're not really like understanding why I'm doing these things. You think I'm just being different. Like I'm just being weird. Interesting. That's like a really hard position to put you in, but I completely understand where you're coming from and in kind of like that disconnect, you know, cause I feel like I get that too. When people are just like, oh, you're just an environmentalist. Like you're just so extreme. And I'm just like, I can't relate. Right, exactly. So, I mean, you know, I feel like I definitely was changing. And like I said before, my values were changing. And it wasn't like he was against it or didn't really understand, but um, his like core values were so different from mine. And then mine kept changing in the opposite direction. And it started as like, I accept you as, you know, who you are. But then it kind of became like, okay, well, how is that going to affect me? Like he started to ask me questions about like, well, are you going to make me do this? You know, are you going to like make me be, you know, are you going to make me be vegetarian, even though I'm not vegetarian, but you know, it's like little things like that. Like, Mm. no, I'm not going to make you do anything, but um, this is kind of like, you know, what I'm learning and I'm trying to incorporate that into my life. And so you like slowly move further and further away. It was kind of crazy, to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it. Adrian, I have so much respect for that, for just you being able to say, like, this is who I am and this is what I value and you're not really going to sway me in one way or another. I think that's really, really respectable. Thank you. <laughs> it was pretty hard, definitely. But um, it kind of like it was just kind of eye opening. I mean, very slowly. But when you're like growing apart for whatever reason, you're like, oh, well, you know, we can work through it. Like, it's fine. I can have my interests and you can have yours. But for me, it wasn't just like an interest or like a hobby. It was like this is about my entire life, you know, and about so much more than me. And he couldn't really relate. He was like, I don't want you to force me to change, which was a huge issue. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to, but um, it would be nice if you could see kind of like where I'm coming from and like what, you know, the value in what I'm thinking, which he couldn't really get on board with. So um, I was just thinking about this the other day um, of like an example of like how we were different or how, you know, a conversation that we would have that didn't feel like a huge deal, but then later on now that I'm thinking about it I'm like that was weird I didn't really love that we were just talking about cars and I was starting to learn about like biofuels and like more fuel efficient cars and things like that and the question that he asked me was so if I want to get a Hummer like are you not going to let me and I just was like um well 
do you want to have like do you want to get a hummer like is that like the car that you want he's like no but i just want to know like if you're gonna like make me feel bad for wanting to drive like a big car that uses a lot of gas so that was just like a really kind of like an eye-opening moment where I was like, okay, I don't think you fully understand where I'm coming from. And no, I'm not going to force you to do one thing or another, but um, it was like, you know, priorities were definitely different between us. So I just was thinking about how that was kind of an interesting perspective and, you know, just showcases like how we were very different by, you know, by the end of it, it was like, wow. Okay. That's a great story. Honestly, that's super relatable. And that's very, uh, very easy for someone to kind of like want to change who they are based on who they're with. And I, again, like I just have so much respect for people who are really strong in their values and their lifestyle. And just because you're in a relationship, it shouldn't affect how you live your life. Right. Um, So thank you so much for sharing that story. Yeah, of course. Hey, Chelsea. Thank you for joining me today. Before we get started, can you tell me your age and where you are calling in from? I'm 24 years old and calling from Charlotte, North Carolina. Awesome. Thank you. So Chelsea, tell me a little bit about your veganism and then maybe how that's impacted your dating life. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of started a little young. I grew up as a kid that just didn't enjoy eating meat. I didn't like the taste of it. And I also didn't like the thought of it. My mom was super honest with me growing up. And when I would ask where my food was coming from, she was super blunt and would just tell me in a very matter of fact way. So at a pretty young age, I was not really comfortable with eating animals in general, but I definitely felt some social pressures from like family and friends to like still try it. Or I grew up in Florida, so seafood was a big thing. And there was definitely a lot of pressure around that in terms of socializing. So then as a teenager, I kind of became more like sure of my vegetarian habits. Socializing in high school was definitely different. I, funny enough, enjoyed being like the odd one out, I guess you could say. Like I've always had this Mm -hmm. weird personality trait where I like being something that's different. I like doing something that's not necessarily the social norm. Um, So I grew up in small town, North Carolina, and everyone at my high school and middle school like hunted and fished and didn't even know why someone would be a vegetarian. And I kind of got a kick out of like being that person, I guess. So socializing in like middle school and high school and dating in middle school and high school was kind of funny because being from such a small town, I was just known as like, oh, she's just like a vegetarian. Like she's a little different. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so that was super like, it almost normalized it because everyone knew that about me. And then when I went to college, it was so interesting because I realized being a vegetarian wasn't like necessarily normal everywhere. And I was like, oh, like this is something that people are just not super used to everywhere, like not just in small town North Carolina. Um, So that was interesting. I definitely felt a lot more pressure like socially and in the dating world, like with going out to places and like getting weird looks. If I was like just ordering the vegetarian option or like asking about vegetarian options, it was I definitely felt more pressure like in college because you're just trying to figure out yourself and like what you really want to be as an adult. And it's so, so, so different. And so I definitely struggle with that a little bit in terms of like dating. So I was a biology major in school and I was super into health. I was a pre-farm major and 
I really started getting into just health and wellness in general. And that's where I found veganism. And so I studied like plant-based nutrition a lot. And that was when the whole oil-free movement was going on. And I just like got really into health and veganism. And all of my friends were like, don't do that. It's going to be so annoying. And actually my senior year of college, my boyfriend that I was dating at the time said like, I can't date a vegan. Like if you go vegan, I'm we're going to break up. And I was like, okay, well you just made it super easy for me. Like, bye. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> like, No problem at all. And that's when I was like, Oh, like this is like, it was so much more controversial than being a vegetarian. I was like, this is a big problem for people. And the people that I worked with, like it, it just makes people go really introspective on their own choices when someone else is making such a strong choice. And so it was really interesting. I was like, wow, this is a whole new world. And I realized that if I was going to do this and be vegan and then also start changing other lifestyle choices, I had to be super confident and powerful and just make no apologies and just go into it knowing that people were going to maybe think it's weird or judge me or maybe not want to date me because of it. And I had to be okay with that. And so kind of fast forward like two years, um, I met my boyfriend now who knew I was vegan. We met through mutual friends and luckily he was like super open-minded and like ordered the fried zucchini at the bar where we met (laughs) just so that he wasn't eating meat in front of me, which was really funny. It just, he's, so like good about just being open-minded and seeing my choices as my choices and so I kind of was able to explore in in an adult relationship where we ate very differently and we had maybe different values starting but we really value each other and respect each other in that way and we have to be really honest about communicating about what we're comfortable with what we're not comfortable with and it's just been so interesting going through with that and, um, you know, just trying to figure out where everything fits in perfectly. Absolutely. And I think the idea of respect is a really great way to look at it because in an adult relationship, that is what you want. You want someone that can, they don't necessarily have to share all your values, but they should be able to at least see where you're coming from. So I have a lot of respect for your boyfriend in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're going on to our next challenge, which has been actually really awesome. Obviously, with veganism came a lot of other things that kind of snowballed into effect. Things like I started composting and bringing my own containers for restaurants and utensils and straws and all of these things to kind of lower my impact on the world. And it can start to be like a little embarrassing around the people that you're with if they're not used to it. And So it's kind of funny and people kind of have to adjust their own mindset, but we're moving into this next challenge of we're moving in together, actually. And, you know, I'm like, you have to use the compost bin and getting used to like deal it because it's funny because low waste is so glamorous on Instagram and there's all these beautiful mason jars and like it looks so nice. Like zero waste and low waste is very dirty. Like it's using Mm -hmm. food scraps. It's going to bulk bins. It's going to composting and it's it's not clean and flashy. So it's definitely a different lifestyle to get used to. But it's it's really cool. And again, just that open communication of like, I'm not comfortable with this, or I'm not comfortable with you buying plastic wrap or like that kind of thing. You know, you have to really be clear 
if you're sharing a life with someone where your boundaries are. I think that's a really good way to look at it. And just sharing boundaries in terms of, again, like what you value and what they might consider normal. Because you're totally right. Zero waste is, or low waste, let's call it, is super dirty. It's not a glamorous lifestyle and it's not always the beautiful photos that you see on the internet. But um, having someone who is willing to embrace that and try that out, I think is really great because it's also a really hard transition to make, like whether or not you have someone leading you along the zero waste, low waste journey. It's a hard transition to make because you have to like very quickly like flip a switch in your mind when you're shopping or just recognizing different um, forms of waste that we as as the general public might take for granted. So I think that that's also like really, really admirable of him to want to try. Absolutely. And there's there's just so many little things that I, I do thank him so much for being so open minded because, you know, little things like he goes and picks up a package of broccoli and he's like, you know, this is one of our favorite vegetables. Like, I'm so excited to eat broccoli for dinner. And, you know, he has to think about now, like, you know, maybe try to find the broccoli without the packaging. It might still have a rubber band on it, but the pre-cut florets have so much plastic. Like, it's a whole nother layer other than, like, just buying a vegetable for dinner and being excited. It's a whole nother thing to put on put on the table and to change your way of shopping and your way of thinking. I think that's a really, really good point. And that's also gotten me curious before I let you go. What is like a really great go-to meal that you make with your boyfriend like when you guys are at home? Because now I have to think if he is open to it and then you're thinking about like getting excited about certain kinds of produce and things like that. What's like a really good go-to meal for you guys? I would say hands down our favorite meal is a stir fry. We make it at least once a week. We do like the brown rice, broccoli, bell peppers, onions, mushrooms. He loves mushrooms. Mushrooms is his favorite like meat alternative, believe it or not. Like none of the fake stuff. It's just mushrooms all the way. And then I do like a spicy sriracha peanut sauce. And that's it. It's so simple and easy. It makes the best leftovers. And it's just 100% our favorite. (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today to share, Chelsea. I appreciate it so much. And this sounds like such a great way to look at dating and just being a sustainable human. Thank you so much. Do you think the biggest thing with veganism and low waste and trying to date someone and find your way in the social world is being insanely honest and open about communicating exactly your boundaries are that's taken me so far. And I think that people can really benefit from that. Hey, Anna, before we get into it today, can you tell me where you're calling from and your age? I'm 21 and I'm calling from Sydney, Australia. Awesome. So Anna, tell me a little bit about your environmental lifestyle. So I study marine biology, but I kind of focus on environmental like activism too, like that side. Recently, I wouldn't say I'm like 100% on it, but I am mostly vegetarian at least I've been trying like my best. And since I live with my girlfriend, I have forced her to become vegetarian, which can which was really hard at first because she was like never into that. So it's like kind of hard, especially since like I'm just now trying to become a vegetarian. I know like it, when you first start, it's like, at least for me, it was super, super hard. And then it makes it even harder when someone else is like, no, like let's cook chicken instead. And like burgers and stuff like that and so it's been hard but she's been so good at like trying to meet like what I want to do so that's been super nice of her 
And sometimes it's even more helpful to like have someone else there being like, okay, like let's cook, let's substitute these beans for meat instead. So it's like kind of a push and pull. I think that the idea of a push and pull and like a compromise is a really good way to describe it. Was there any resistance that you were met with when you were first trying to introduce this lifestyle or when you first moved in together or anything like that? How did that transition kind of play out? Yeah. So like she loves to like work out and be like protein and like stuff like that. So at first she was just like really skeptical and she was worried that like we were going to be eating too many carbs, which I know that's like a lot of people's issue when they first go vegetarian. But honestly, my girlfriend loves me so much that she was like, she was like willing to do it for me anyway, which was so nice. I was like, that's a big thing to give up for someone who like, we just started dating too. And she was willing to like give up meat like early on. And I was like, that is impressive. Yeah, that's like a big commitment. I feel like um, just moving in with someone early and then also just being so upfront about like accepting their values and like what they really want out of their lifestyle. I think that's awesome. Yeah, we probably like it's it's probably the hardest when we go out to eat because like, you know, as a couple, like you like to like go and take each other on fancy dinners. And I'd say like the vegetarian options are just never, you know, not as plentiful and not as like great. And so like, I think it's hard, especially when we go out to eat for us to like stick to like our morals, I guess, when we go out to eat. I don't know if that's like the right word. Morals probably isn't the right word, but like stick to our values when we go out to eat. And I think that that's probably like the hardest part so we started to cook more at home and try and make like date night at home which I think is good um and I think it helps us stick to like eating vegetarian a lot more if you do like at home date night or like eat here and then go out for drinks I think that's a really good idea and like a really good compromise because I completely understand like when you're out you kind of feel a pressure to Maybe you think of it as like indulging a little bit if you're getting yeah. like an animal product or something like that. So I completely understand how that can kind of like yeah. play out. And I think that's an awesome idea to just like be doing date night at home. Yeah. And I think like also just like other like dates, like one in particular that I can think of is like we went to the Easter show, the Sydney Easter show, which is kind of like a county fair. And like I walked in and I was like, yeah, this is so cool. But there was just like plastic everywhere they give away these like things called like easter bags where they're just like filled with like candy or like fast made like fashion and all this stuff and i was like trying to like have a great time because like we were going on this awesome date that she like surprised me with but then i'm like looking around and i'm like oh my god like look at all of this like plastic waste like this is consumerism at its finest and like i don't want to put a damper on our date but then i'm like looking around and i'm like oh my god like this is horrible Not like the date wasn't horrible, but like the consumerism that was there was like, I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. But like, you obviously want to have fun, like on your dates, you know, try all the free food and stuff, which have plastic forks in them and like things like that. I completely understand because I feel like I've had similar experiences where like you want to just be enjoying yourself and it's kind of hard to like put aside your environmental activism side to you. You know what I mean? It's hard to kind of like compartmentalize that and just be like, okay, I'm here and just going to live in the moment and just like do this event however it was planned. So that's definitely difficult. Yeah. And like, luckily, Sydney has like a lot of options for like doing things like activities outside, like dates that we can like do outside. And like, normally, I feel like those, you know, hikes and stuff like that, that's always a little bit more like environmentally friendly. And like, luckily, we live in a city that is pretty good at like offering free things that aren't consumeristic. But I would say that it's still just pretty hard to like figure out dates that we both want to go on, but that like I still feel like comfortable navigating 
using kind of like my eco-friendly like consciousness but it's definitely been a big step for her I think to like give up some of those things for me which I think is like super important in a long-term relationship yeah I think that that's really admirable of her and then also just really admirable that you're looking at other events that you can do and other dates you can do that like really fit in with your values is there like one event that you are like oh this is such a great environmentally friendly date now I'm super curious we just went to the vivid light show in Sydney. Um, I don't know if any of the listeners out there are from Sydney, but if you guys live here, you should go. It's super cool. So it's like this light show, but it's also, it's like an artistic audio digital simulation all over like Darling Harbor and near the opera house and everything. And a lot of it features indigenous art pieces, which also focus on like nature. So they have like a lot of you know representations of like the whales that, you know, migrate past Sydney and they had this whole like I guess it's like a dome thing and it was built of plastic bags that they pulled out of the ocean um and so a lot of the art pieces were I guess inspired by like conservation efforts but it's just like a thing that you go and walk through all around downtown in the CBD and it's totally free and um a lot of their like values are towards environmental activism and like being conscious of your waste so that was super cool. We did that for a date night like two nights ago and it was so much fun. Wait, that is so cool. I have like major FOMO. I would love to do that. Hey, Sophia, before we get started, can you tell me your age and then where you are calling in from? I'm 18 and I'm calling in from Miami, Florida. Awesome. I am really, really excited to talk to you today, Sophia. Tell me a little bit about your low-waste lifestyle, and then we can kind of talk about how that's impacted your dating. Yeah, so um, I have been living like low-waste to zero-waste for about like about a year and a half now. I've also been vegan for about like three and a half years, so trying to like combine the two. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to strive for. I mean, I think vegan is kind of a little bit easier to stick to once you've been doing it for so long, but low waste, zero waste is definitely, you know, a challenge. And my family recently moved, so it's kind of hard to find out like where to access things specifically now and like try to get things with like like smallest amount of packaging as possible. It's definitely still a challenge in a new place. Yeah, something to strive for. And like I've recently been like trying to like pick up like composting a little bit more. It's also kind of hard because I don't live at home full time and do it in my dorm a little bit. And then I do it when I come back home, but my family like forgets when I'm not here. Recently, I tried to like get my boyfriend to start doing it in his apartment, but he shares an apartment with three other roommates and they have like a small little balcony. And so he couldn't get anything elaborate because he was like worried, you know, if it smelled, they could possibly like get upset at him and it's a shared space. So he just like bought, we bought him like a five gallon bucket from Lowe's, cut out a hole in the top, put some bananas in there. And I don't think he's ever addressed it since. So it's just (laughs) been sitting outside on his balcony for, I think like, it's been about like six months now. I keep like telling him, you know, you need to rotate it. You need to move it, make sure there's oxygen in there. And it's a five-gallon bucket filled with banana peels because he bought them from, oh my gosh, it it was like this big bulk store. And he bought, I think it was like six-pound bags of bananas that he got for like a really good deal. And he would like freeze them and like use them for smoothies. And then they were all stacked up in this bucket, like completely 
touching each other, overlapping. There was no air like whatsoever, and he still hasn't rotated it. So it's just been definitely not. You know, I don't think there's any oxygen in that bucket. There was one hole at the very top, and nothing else. So yeah, that was his composting experience that I tried to set up for him. So yeah, I mean, always a challenge, always interesting, but he tries. I think <laughs> so. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's really funny. And I think it really speaks to the idea that like you can be as low waste as you want to be, but you can't really put it on other people. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there are a lot of opportunities for me to be like, oh, I wish that you like if we're at a party, I wish I could compost or if I wish that I could recycle at this house or whatever it may be. And it's like not my space. So I can't really dictate that. And then it's also hard when people are coming into your space. And they don't live by the same package-free, plastic-free, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. like whatever standards that you have. And you can't really dictate that either. You can't be like, oh, if you're going to come to my house, just don't plan on bringing any packaging. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's something that, I mean, especially if you're sharing a space with someone or a partner or your family, whoever it is. I mean, I kind of look at it. It's like you have to, you, you know, you have certain boxes if you live like a vegan lifestyle and like you're strict to that I mean that's a box that you kind of always have to check for yourself at least but when it comes terms to other people like maybe try to check like one of the boxes so if it's like you know you're getting groceries right and maybe there's no like plastic free packaging options but there's like a local option or there's you know something that is desirable to you whether I mean it has like lease packaging or it was on sale or like just something you know to kind of like help with that so maybe it's not like all of the things you desired but it's something that could help with that because I know access is one thing so like depending on where you are like what options are available and if you're like visiting you know a partner or you're staying in a new place with them it's kind of hard to like research like where exactly to get what and like have that feasible enough for you to go out to all those different places to get a grocery list of items so I don't know it's definitely something that I think is flexible and try your best but if it's causing you a lot of stress and it's causing your partner a lot of stress maybe it's something to reconsider and something to maybe try to plan out for the future but you know, don't dwell on so much because I mean we can stress so much about our individual impact on the planet but there's so many other things we could be doing with our time as well and maybe you know for that extra plastic packaged berry carton that you purchased maybe like write an extra email to your senator or like write an extra email to the packaging company to the berry company that you know only has plastic options so maybe like try to like find that outlet in different mediums too I like that. I think that's a really good way to put it. Like the idea of flexibility and just being able to, you check off your own box, but if there's something that you can't really conform to given your situation, whether it's like what you have access to, where you're living, other people around you, it is a great idea to just think about what are your other options for just like Mm -hmm. generally being a more environmentally friendly person. I mean, like one of the first dates I had with my boyfriend, I mean, I have like a long-term boyfriend. We've been dating for like I think it's about two years and like a couple Mm -hmm. months. And so he's kind of seen me in like the beginning of like my zero waste stuff, but I've been vegan like the whole time I've been dating him. 
And I mean, it was really interesting. I think our, one of our first dates, it was like super casual at Chipotle. So I was vegetarian before I went vegan. So like I basically at that point hadn't had meat in like, I think maybe three years or something like that. So I ordered like the sofrita bowl, like with the tofu, like that I always get. And we were like sitting down to eat and I started eating and I was like, wow, like this tofu, like I think they like seasoned it differently or like it tastes kind of weird. And then I realized quickly that like my bowl kind of looked a lot like his bowl. And there was like a piece of chicken in my bowl that I, you know, I ate one of the pieces and there was another piece there. So I realized like after three years I had eaten meat and I was like beginning to have like a meltdown, (laughs) just like freaking out about, I mean, just eating the chicken thinking of like the chicken that like died because and then I was eating it and I like demanded this to happen and just like spiraling and he was just like sitting there like staring at me like are you okay like what happened and I mean that was really one of our first dates and I was like trying to be calm and then you know I ended up being calm like I didn't eat the rest of my food he ate the rest of it but (laughs) I mean that was It was definitely an interesting experience. I mean, he was supportive, confused, but definitely interested to like why I cared so much. And now like I find it, I mean, he isn't vegan by any means, but I mean, he used to be and kind of still is like really obsessed with beef for some reason. I don't know. I think he like tries to like look too far into his Irish roots and like loves what is it? It's like corned beef, like this like really gross form of beef, like in a can. And he like, I think it was like St. Patrick's Day, and he like made like a whole thing of it. And she's like, I mean, beef is really like the worst you could go. And all the time now, like I joke around with him you know like really like beef like you have to depend on that so much but I think he really tries and he's he's been eating less beef thankfully (laughs) and it's definitely a process he actually told me the other day that from like one like two minute conversation I had with his co-worker his co-worker became pescatarian and it was such a casual conversation that I couldn't remember it. And then I like looked at him and I was like, well, I mean, and you're, we've been dating for almost three years and you're still regular. You're still normal. So you're still eating whatever you want. So, I mean, I don't know what that says. And like, I mess around with him, but he definitely tries in some aspects. And it doesn't help that like this happened over FaceTime because like we're dating long distance. So, but definitely I was interested at that how it's taken him so long to do very little but his co-worker was immediately just I mean he's trying to eat healthy now and he specifically told him to tell me because I influenced him so well and I don't even remember like what I said in the conversation so I mean interesting stuff like that but he made me that connection so thank him for that (laughs) I love that I think that's that's a really good little story to tell because even though you don't feel like you're having like this huge overhauling impact on your boyfriend's carbon footprint, you are impacting other people. And it's really cool to think about the connections you make just through those relationships and just the way that you can really impact people, even just passing by, like you said, like not even realizing that you're doing it. Hey, y'all. I so hope you enjoyed that episode. I had so much fun. Thank you to all of the girlies that participated. Adrian, Anna, Chelsea, Halla, and Sophia. I'm so excited that we were able to all share and talk and just kind of like get into this conversation about dating and sustainable lifestyles and what that really looks like for everyone. 
Again, if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can also take a screenshot of your rating review and you can send it either to EcoChicPodcast on Instagram or me at hello at lauraediaz.com and then you'll be entered in a giveaway for reusable produce bags. That giveaway ends on Sunday, June 8th, I believe it is. So I'm really, really excited to be able to offer that to y'all. Anyway, today's episode was so much fun for me. I think in the future, if you guys like this episode, again, let me know. But if you like this episode, I hope that we could open up the conversation next time about cultural barriers to sustainability. So Hala kind of touched on this a little bit. There are certain things that are just culturally significant to you that kind of put a little bit of a barrier or make it a little bit more difficult for you to really involve yourself in totally sustainable, vegan, plastic-free, whatever habits all the time in your life, 100% of the time, ride or die. So if you want to talk a little bit about cultural barriers to sustainable lifestyles, I would love to chat with you. Just send me a DM or an email, lauraediaz.com. And all of my contact information is always in the show notes if you want to get in touch. With that, thank you guys so, so much for listening. This was so much fun for me, and I hope to see you next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.